Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruning. Joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. This time, not in person. Colin made the drive back last night because yes. he is. I don't know how to describe Colin Mitchell. If you like people who don't know Colin, it's hard <laughs> to describe Colin. You know, he's very much a one of one type of person that you'll never meet in, in your life. So I don't know what that means, but I, I'll Colin take it as a compliment. Is back home now. And he is ready to pod. Uh, we'll talk about the basketball game a little bit at the end. Um, if you want our thoughts on the two losses to St. John's and LSU, go and watch them uh, on the YouTube channel or they are on our Green Room podcast feed. That's where we'll put our basketball stuff. But this is a football podcast, Colin. This is uh, North Texas versus Tulsa. A big time win for the Mean Green on the road, thirty-five to twenty-eight. Yep. And um, we'll also talk about our pick'em later on as well. But on the field, Colin, it was a game North Texas needed to win. It was the game that I was hesitant about early on. Um, Tulsa walked down the field to start the game, and I didn't like Tulsa retook the lead twenty-one fourteen. And it was kind of a back-and-forth game until the second half when North Texas put it away. I don't know where to start. Chandler Rogers is always a good place to start because I thought he was fantastic again. Um, in the end of the game, 19-31, of 31, three touchdowns, 294 yards. And he honestly could have had more. I think there were, what, three drops off the top of our yeah, head? Yeah, one of them was a drop touchdown. Yeah, drop touchdown. I mean, a couple of drop. Like, if you had those three, he's probably at like three hundred fifty yards. And yeah, four and that was one of one, that was one of the props Bruni's. We'll talk Bruni about that later. Colin. We'll talk about that later. But yes, <laughs> like I thought, Chandler Rogers was fantastic, and um, overall, this is a this is a really good win. It's a really good win for North Texas. Yeah, the, I mean, the only thing you could say about Chandler Rogers is that he fumbled twice and lost. Oh, I'm not even blaming those two on him. I thought the right tackle yeah. and. I'm. I don't want to say that because I thought. I mean, I'm pretty sure the first one was Jet Duncan. I'm pretty sure the second one was also Jet Duncan beat. Um, yeah. By I don't remember the name of the defensive player for Tulsa off the edge, but like, you can't just get beat like that. But sure, if you yeah. put those two on him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just you know throwing it out there because it did happen. Um, and that's honestly probably what made the game closer than it was. I mean, if you look at just the overall stats, um, like North Texas had basically 300 rushing yards, 299, and then almost 300 passing yards. I mean, 600 yards of offense will win you a lot of games, um, and they could have put up more points. So um, I don't think the score is indicative on how well North Texas played. I do think, though, that um, the defense to start and the offense to start definitely did concern me at first. I mean, it was tied at half, obviously, um, yeah. and I think both of us were kind of sitting like, oh, God. Like, And even at the end of the game, I think we were both like, if they don't get this, uh, and you especially, if we don't get this first down here, then yeah. Tulsa could score, yeah. and, and that's it. Um, but they didn't, they didn't lose. They won. And at, like you said, it's a good win. Um, I do think that, um, offensively this, this team needs to clean up some of the drops. Um, cause some of those were just egregious, uh, honestly. I mean, look, I don't think, look, I, uh, it's hard because I, I think Macklin's a very good receiver. I agree. I know people love Rod Burns, Trey Cleveland, Damon Ward, all that. This is a very average receiving core to me and i've said that before and i don't want to be negative after a win but like and macklin was one of those drops as well so i'm not absolving him of the touchdown mistakes but um you know it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to build the receiving core moving forward um because it's it's a fine receiving core but it's it's not guyton bussy you know darden level uh so we'll see if they can get that talent out there but i i thought 
I just think Chandler Rogers makes up for so many mistakes. I mean, the rushing touchdown, right? Uh, I believe it was third and long or fourth third, and, and, third medium, and long, or I think one of the two. And uh, yeah, just makes a play 41 yard touchdown run into the end zone. Uh, the, the quarterback draws are mostly effective, uh, which plays right into how the offense wants to play by spreading out the defense. He is, he is, we, he, we talked about this. I, we got home and I watched a little bit of the LSU game, but it's like, he is like a lesser version of what Jaden Daniels is doing for LSU where he just kind of puts the team on your back and yeah, he's going to score you points. And Chandler Rogers at the G five level, at the American level, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I'm, you know, if you did a ranking of the top 25 quarterbacks in the country, P5 or G5, like across all 120 to 30 teams, I think he's probably in the top 25. Like, I, yeah, no, I mean, some of the throws that he makes, I mean, many of the throws that we, that we saw against Tulsa were just like, it's like every game, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like the, the one that they counted, um, that I think it was Rod Burns, quote unquote, lost control going out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. That throw was, oh, I mean, that was just a beautiful throw. So, I mean, we could sit here and talk all day about, about Chandler Rogers. Um, I do want to talk, though, just in the bigger picture. You win against Tulsa. You have UAB coming up. But I think a game like this shows that this should be – this is this is the, the, the bottom of what North Texas should be. Um, I know that they could have – they could have – you know, had a game against Tulane and, and Memphis and, and possibly won both those games. But I think that going into next year, you need to look at this game specifically and be like, okay, like you said, improve on the receiving core. Defense, obviously, you need to do your thing. But you have your quarterback, and now we need to see, and this needs to happen against UAB as well, we need to see, one, the improvement, and also what can this coaching staff do going into next year with, with assuming a win next week? Yeah. Um, last thing I'll say about the game real quick. Well, I have two or two more things real quick. Um, I thought the running backs kind of got going. Oscar out away, had the big run. Nice. Uh, yeah. and then I thought Rich Tejada played a pretty good game, um, on the outside, even though he lost a couple reps, but I thought he was fine. Um, outside of that defensively, they, you know, allowed a 99 yard touchdown drive to give Tulsa a chance to come back in it. Overall, it wasn't a bad defensive showing now, big picture. Like you're saying, uh, I, I mean, yeah, this is, this is the first step. The season is the first step in what they, they want to do. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I look at this and the UAB game as being your season pretty much like these yeah. two games and you pass your first test. Now you need to be UAB to get to five and seven. And obviously we look back on the FIU game saying, you know, what could have been six and six, potentially whatever. We look back on the Memphis game, potentially, you know, being a win, yeah. whatever. The, those are the games that are going to haunt you. But in the big scope of things, you were only embarrassed twice this year, right? Like SMU and Cal. Uh, I think the FIU loss is embarrassing, but you didn't get embarrassed, you know, by losing by 20 or 30. Right. Um, the rest of the game's competitive. You showed improvement. Uh, I think you made the most on a defense. No, I don't want to say made the most of, but you did your best with the defensive personnel that you had, even though if it didn't fit the system that you want to run. Right. And that will take a full offseason. It might take two offseasons to really fix. So, yeah, all of that in mind, I think this season kind of comes down to, all right, can you beat UAB and get to five and seven? Because, you know, I don't care about a bowl game, honestly. If they Even if they went six and six, I wouldn't be like, oh, you have to win your bowl game. Right. You need to be happy. You, you want to get to five or six wins this year. Five is on the table. Win it. Um, and that would be positive to me overall. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it decides where this team is at going into next year. 
Are you going to be down with the UAVs, Tulsa's, FIU's of of the, of the world? Or I guess FIU is in uh, uh, the Conference, Conference USA. USA still. But point stands, are you going to be in that tier of teams or are you going to be starting what you hope is a tier above those teams going into next year? Yeah, um, and, S- and SMU will be gone. Um, yeah, SMU will be gone, exactly. Uh, Frank um, Harris will be gone. <laughs> Yeah, trailer Frank might be gone. Yeah, trailer will be probably gone as well. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, great win. Got to do it again next week. Um, I think both games are equally as important to win. This uh, UAV game is at home too. Awesome. Yeah, that that's a big thing for me. One o'clock um, at home on Saturday. Um, early on, I, I think the offensive line. I I don't want to nitpick too much from a win. I I didn't think the offensive line was great. Um, the pass rush, like you mentioned, the two strip sacks were kind of just blow-bys. I thought the overall yeah. uh, pass protection wasn't fantastic. And then the run blocking in the first half especially wasn't uh, up to par to me. But then the second half, they were much better. So um, improvement there. I, I just love Eric Morris's offense. I just yeah. feel like he schemes up points in a way. And you give him Chandler Rogers, and it's like he just schemes up either open receivers or opportunities for Rogers to be really good. And so – I hope, you know, they continue to get quarterback talent because quarterback talent is hard to find in college football. Um, so that maybe, you know, he's always had the luxury of having a good quarterback for the most part in his career. Um, so that's number one, like in the future years, just in building a program is having your quarterback stability. Um, but I, I think his his play calling is incredibly valuable. And it's yeah. something that like, it reminds you of like when Graham Harrell was the OC and calling plays and it was like, okay, they're able to scheme up some stuff. Yeah. Um, they stay on script. They are able to win scripted drives. Usually early in games are able to score points. So um, yeah, I, I don't, or especially even after half as well. So I, I, I think overall I'm leaving 11 games into the season. Like, all right, Eric Morris, you have lived up to my expectations. Obviously we wish you would have started Chandler Rogers week one, but outside of that, I do not have a problem with how you are operating as a coach. When you figure out the defense side of the ball, yeah, that's going to be the whole offseason is I'm assuming they'll keep Capone and whatnot. It seems like players like him and coaches like him. But now we need to figure out how we accelerate this process to where we're not the worst defense in the country next year. Yeah, We have a defensive line. Maybe if we're running a 3-3-5 with the five guys on the t- 10 yards off the ball, we can stop the run. Um, yeah. We have linebackers that are – thumpers a little bit more so all of that is going to take time but that's kind of my off-season outlook early on but it comes down to ultimately if they lose the uab game i don't know how i'll be feeling i feel like i'll be a lot more harsh be like all right we need to see this this and this change immediately but right now i'm in a good spot where i i mean five and seven year one i think you know look ahead six and six maybe who knows you don't have to play smu next year so seven five six and six on the table yeah. take yeah. an incremental step forward don't lose to fius and um you're, you're in a good spot as a program yep i agree okay um pick them any other shout outs real quick or we do jump to oh pick actually them? yeah i did have one shout out uh nick i can never nick say Nikwasa. nick Nikwasa was really good yesterday uh he had two and a half tackles for a loss and a sack or i guess yeah yeah and that that he was everywhere yesterday, which was good. Yeah, Patrick Smith, ten tackles. Ethan Wislowski, one sack. Uh, Mason Richards. I thought Mason Richards had a couple of really good plays. Two TFLs. Yep. Um, like I said, Rich Tejada on the outside. I don't remember the receiver's name. 
Um, but I, he lost a couple reps, but I thought he battled incredibly well and was really, really active. Logan Wilson had the interception on the long ball. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, good, good defensive showing overall. I mean, anytime this defense holds a team to 28 points, we're going to be like, that's a win. Yeah. You're going to win <laughs> that sure. game. For sure. So I'm not going to complain too, too much, uh, from this. All right. Pick them. Um, you want to get the graphic on the screen? Yes, that's what I'm doing right now, Colin. It was a close week, guys. Um, I am still in the hunt, albeit down four. Here is what we got. Um, I will say, I'm trying to make our screens bigger here. Hold on. I will say, on the ride home from Charleston, we're watching the game, and we were just... We're, we're trying to, we're like, all right, hopefully North Texas wins, but then we're keeping track of all of our pickums as we're doing it. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is going bald on the line. So going bald on the line. Yeah. Eric Morris has multiple years to fix this thing. All right. This yeah. is not, this is do or Hair die. never goes back. Hair never, yeah. ever goes back. Ever. So ever. All right. Uh, two and a half North Texas rushing touchdowns. North Texas had two in the first half, I believe with Rogers and uh, Attaway. No, Attaway yep. broke his in the third, I think. Uh, regardless, two rushing touchdowns. They fin- they finish with two, which is the under. So Colin gets one. It's also first half points. Looked oh, like one, it was going to be under. This one was but brutal. Or Texas touchdown. I'm sorry, Tulsa late touchdown to get back to 21-21 in the game. There's the over for for Bruni. Uh, Chandler Rogers 299.5 passing yards. This was the one <laughs> that, that one saved was Colin Mitchell's hair for one more week. <laughs> oh uh, man, Chandler Rogers was at something like 285 or so with 26. about. 286 with about 10 minutes left in the game uh, and with the ball. Nonetheless, North Texas went very conservative, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, punted. Tulsa goes down 99 yards, scores, scores um, a touchdown, makes a one possession game. I'm like, surely Rogers will do something here. Through one throws it for about nine eight, yards, eight or nine yards there gets up to 295 and then fourth. And well, first it was third and short. They run it. Don't get it. Then it's fourth and short and they run it and get it and the game is over so rogers hits the under there for collins to keep him live third down conversion rates 34.5 just an uh, absolute north, throw by yeah me. that was a bad line north uh north texas 7 to 17 i don't have the math off the top of my head but that's well over 35 percent um and so yeah 2-2 there and then we had the pick which the final score of the game uh was a 35 to 28 uh bruni's taking the point here 35 28 um bruni had 42 to 30 colin had 45 27 so um i'm closer within the margins that makes it a three two week for bruni which makes it 28 to 24 28 to 24 so colin needs a five Five oh week week. man wouldn't it just be sick if you lost on that though a five oh week maybe the script writers are writing this one up bruni i'm not not worried not worried at all. I'm letting everyone know this is just a sneak peek. I have to predict a UAB win next week, and I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> it's the only way. It's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to if North Texas can beat UAB because I'm taking North Texas. He's taking UAB. Taking the uh, odds. It's a four-one week for Colin. He loses. He has got to go five and zero. Or I actually thought about well, no, you can't go four and zero because if we're picking different teams, then we'll get someone will get to pick them. But uh, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll just pick a score. Maybe it'll just be so like out of the realm of possibility. That might be a good idea. Pick a Texas win, but put it close enough to your score <laughs> to where that if they just goes completely away, 
It would negate the negate the just, uh, just, last and point. Then tie, and then we'd have to do something to have a tiebreaker. We'll okay. see. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I won't pick it. Your Colin will think. We'll make sure. We'll make sure the points are are fair, and there's no uh, uh, tie. No tie. Um, I'm not really worried, Colin. No. Honestly, yeah, I, we already started talking about next year's uh, thing, so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I've accepted that I'm probably gonna go bald. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit basketball real quick. Um, don't have to, we we like I said we gave most of our thoughts on uh, the last podcast. Um, but North Texas basketball Sunday afternoon beats Towson sixty five to thirty nine. This was exactly what we all wanted to see mm-hmm. um, against a Towson team that is not bad at all. I believe they were one twenty something than Ken Palm. Not a bad win. Um, but 65 to 39, just an, I mean, really just suffocating performance here from the main green, uh, forced, let me pull it up. Um, forced 21 turnovers from Towson, a team that does not turn the ball over much at all. Uh, they were saying the broadcast, that is the most Towson turnovers this season, held them to 33% shooting. Uh, I thought the defense sparked the offense. Ruben Jones is my player of the game. Personally, I know Aaron Scott. 19 points, 8 of 12 shooting. Great to see him bounce back, 8 boards. Um, but to me, Ruben Jones was the head of the snake. 9 points, 6 steals, 5 yeah. assists, no turnovers, plus 38 Yeah, in 29 minutes. Colin, uh, this dude is going to give opposing guards nightmares. Um, and I, he already has given opposing guards nightmares, but... This he is when this team is clicking, it's because Ruben Jones is setting the tone on defense and he's being aggressive offensively and just kind of setting the table. Yeah, uh, I'm completely with you on this game being I mean, it's exactly the bounce back game you wanted. You wanted it to be an absolute dominant win. They almost win by 30 points. They probably win by 30 points if they don't basically put in the bench um, at the end there. Um, I mean, like you said, Ruben Jones was great. Uh I mean, I think they had, I think, I guess the last time I watched, they had 20 points off of turnovers and Towson at zero, uh, which is insane. Um, Matthew Stone hit a three, uh, also had seven points. So that's that's big. I, I do still want to see more from Sissoko. Um, he was two or two, but he only had two rebounds. Um, and there was just some 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 sloppy. I thought, he was, I thought he was better. I thought he, he was better. better but I, I mean, Townsend's also a lot worse than the other teams. Not a lot worse, but you know what I mean? Like, you're not, it's not the same threat. Um yeah. CJ Noland, I'd also like to see him do better. Uh, two is seven. Um, and then at the very end there, I almost lost my mind because I thought that he uh, he dropped the ball out of bounds uh, on that oh, yeah. breakaway. Um, Aaron Scott, great bounce back. 19 points, 8 of 12, 2 of 3 from 3. However, he did get hurt at the end. And I'm not sure what that was. I don't know if anyone knows what that is yet. I don't know. He was back on the bench. So hopefully. Was he back on the bench? Cool. I wasn't sure. I didn't watch the end. He was the... back on the bench. Okay, that's good. So. I think this team's in a really good place right now. Uh, obviously, you want to win one of those other two games, but I think showing that you can dominate a team that's still not a bad team. They're right now they're one forty three in Ken Palm. Um, they were higher to start the tournament. Wait, well, they dropped... beat them by ten. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Edwards also nineteen points. Yeah, six of eleven shooting, five of five at the line, two assists. He's we we talked about it in the last podcast. He's gonna have to be there like spark plug tyler perry off the bench this is what we keep going back to he has to come in he has to shoot 12 times a game probably and be very very aggressive looking for a shot they need to run offense through him when he's on the court 
um, because that is why he's on the court. So I love Jason Edwards. Shout out to him. 19 points. Great performance there. Stay aggressive. Stay hot uh, because he is a perfect complement to what like the rest of the guards kind of play their roles and are great yeah. in their roles. Edwards comes in and is the score. So they need him to be aggressive. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, great win. Defensively, this the backcourt, I mean, the, the one through four I tweeted out, like the Ruben Jones, John Bugs, CJ Nolan, and Aaron Scott as your one through four. Like, I'd have to go back. Is it, it it's up there with you know the Javion, Drez, Reese, Thomas? Like you put those four against those four as far as defensively goes, just yeah. defensively, not not talking offense, just defense. It is on that level, and it might be like even better potentially because Ruben Jones is that freaking good. So, yeah, Ruben on ball is insane. Yeah, so that that's where I'm at with this team is I think they're gonna get even. I think this team, like more so than even the last couple teams. I know the last couple teams got a lot better as the season went on, but this team feels like one that will be very different in, you know, it's November 19th right now in January 1st than yeah. it was going in. I just think offensively they have to figure it out and they, they will, but defensively there's another gear this team could hit. Um, even if I still have major questions about the five on defense, you know, um, we'll see how Robert Allen and uh, Sissoko do at the five in conference play. But overall, it's this is a really good performance. Yeah. Um, moving forward, because I know we probably won't do a preview podcast for anything really. Um, oh, we're we'll gonna do a be... football one. No, no, for for basketball. basketball. Okay. Um, they're gonna be Angelo State, Mississippi Valley State. Uh, after these three games, what do you want to see against Boise State? Well, when's Boise? Uh, Boise is on the fifth of December. Oh, Colin, that's two weeks, two and a half weeks away. I wasn't sure. I I don't know. We 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 haven't been putting podcasts for basketball <laughs> on the main thing. I was trying to give people what they want. Um, I mean, yeah, I want them to play well against Boise. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They I I want them to win. It's a road game at Boise State, though. It's like Boise I think, is 59th in the. I country think Boise right is now. better than LSU, and it might be better than St. John. So make of that what you will. And it's on the road instead of a neutral court. Yeah. So I think that'll be very tough, but we'll see. We'll see how they play the next two games. We'll see how Aaron Scott looks, and um, I think they'll be better. So I have to see some Boise State, too. I don't know anything about Boise State. So, All right, uh, that's it, I believe. Uh, we'll be back later in the week with a preview for North Texas UAB. Um, we'll do a full podcast there. We'll try to have a guest on later this week as well. <laughs> Bless you, Colin. Thank you. Um and yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you want to donate to the Colin Mitchell Bald Fund, we'll have a link in the description. Um, but other than that, just subscribe, like, and comment. Follow us on Twitter as well, Green Room UNT. Live tweet uh, North Texas Games and give our thoughts on the programs in general. So for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. We'll talk to y'all later.